monster, a creature with such horrific features, a lady, a bride, and scary movie fan. Some nerds and their website present this woman and her man. Hello, and welcome back to the Bride of the Creature podcast with me, the creature Joey G. And joining me as always, where's my mouse cursor? Joining me as always, the cutest podcaster in town, the bride, Nicole. Hello. How are you, love? Good, how are you? I'm good. We are broadcasting live from our new studio. Yes. Yeah, deep in the heart of Calgary Heritage. Very excited to be back after two months. It feels like a lot longer. We've left behind our hovel on the shores of the bow, and we have settled in here. For the long haul. I'm not on a lot of sleep right now. I'm a little fatigued. My eyes are burning. Any other complaints? Um, I could think of some. Give me a second. Uh, Let's see. I drank three energy drinks yesterday. You know, like an idiot. (laughs) So I had to... I didn't have trouble falling asleep, but I didn't have as deep or restful a sleep as I normally do. And then I was woken up multiple times throughout the evening by various children and dogs. Creatures of the night. What music they make. (laughs) But... It's like when I was on my espresso martini kick and I'd have like an espresso martini at 10 o'clock at night. Yeah, but at least in that you also have the alcohol that's dulling your senses while the uh, caffeine is stimulating you. Yeah, it was nice. So it was kind of like a... It evened you out. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I'm awake, but I'm also drunk. So I'm going to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's not a bad thing that you are not having as many of those. <laughs> yeah, being pregnant will do that to you. So one of the quirky peccadilloes of this new deluxe recording studio in which we are sitting is that the desk upon which this uh, microphone is clamped... Clamped? It's clamped. I give it the clamps. Is that every time I, if we move or you put your drink down like that, it's going to like echo and vibrate. Oh, so you got to be very gentle. All right. I think you even hear, that's how sensitive this mic is, you can even hear me like rubbing the arm of my chair. Maybe get the get some SMR, ASMR going on I there. I don't like that. I'm that's weird. All your skin particles are coming I'm off. my skin particles Ew, onto your chair. Rubber baby buggy bumpers. I composed a poem today about fajitas. Would you like to hear it? <laughs> sure. It goes like this. <clears throat> A Fajita Poem by Joey G. These are my fajitas. There are many others like them, but these ones taste like shit. Thank you. Thank you very much. But you lied. You didn't make fajitas today. It was poetic license. Now I want fajitas. Well, you don't want these ones. They taste like shit. (laughs) I'm, I'm a poet now. A lot of people don't know that about me. You're giving me this look that's... I don't know what to make of it. It's like it's a combination of like exasperation, mild amusement, affection, and maybe a little annoyance. Yeah, that pretty much sums it up. This isn't a poetry podcast. I mean, that was pretty much what our vows were, though, weren't they? What? Never mind. Let's talk about this movie. It's uh, it was it's the Joey's pick. That's right. And it was September, and nothing says September like werewolves. I guess I just decided that now. But I'm a poet, so I can do things like that. Uh, so for this month, we chose 1985's Dan Attias-directed, Stephen King-written, Silver Bullet, 
based on the novella Cycle of the Werewolf, also by Stephen King. One of the few Stephen King books I haven't read. I saw on Instagram today, I followed the Stephen King book collector thing, and it had a first edition hardcover of Cycle of the Wolf, and it was so cool, I really wanted. Yeah, it's illustrated by Bernie Wrights, and we have a really cool um, edition of it, and I fully really? intended to read it, because it's not even that long before this, but uh, time makes fools of us all. I really like the werewolf genre. I would like to read that. I also like the werewolf genre. That's why I picked this. Yeah, good. So let's uh, let's give a little uh, bend an ear, as it were, to the trailer. Hit it, Joey. Yeah, that wasn't, you know, okay, I'll just hit it. It began in May, and every month after that, whenever the moon was full, it happened again. And again. What was that? It's over there. that at me? Nobody knew who. Or what was responsible. They only knew it had to be stopped. Now, from the master of mystery and suspense, Stephen King's Silver Bullet. That's the uh, Cycle of the Werewolf trailer. And now, uh, before we get into the... Um, well, listen to that. Give the people at home a nice little treat. My mechanical keyboard, listen to that. I don't know how that doesn't drive you crazy. Isn't that the best? You wrote, hello world, isn't that great? Isn't that the best? I love it. <laughs> I love the clicky sound. Okay. Mechanical keyboards, baby. Okay. So that's my mechanical... Anyway, yeah. It sounds so good, though. God, I could listen to it all day. I often do. So, Silver Bullet, Nicole. 1985. Shall we uh, discuss the plot? Yeah. As always, we're going to spoil the heck out of this movie, so if you ain't seen it, do so. Uh, Or don't. I didn't take notes, so we're going mostly from the Wikipedia plot synopsis. So any super diehard fans out there who don't think I'm doing a good job summarizing this, take it up with Wikipedia. I'm yeah, not at home you for your little, bullshit. You were a little bit high when we... I'm tired of the bullshit. ...watched this movie. Only the second half. I had to shush you quite a bit. Look, I cannot recommend <laughs> watching this movie while a little bit high enough. I like this movie anyway, but I really enjoy oh, it. So just rub it in that I can't... What, enjoy my my company? But I can't get high right now. That's true. But I got high enough for the both of us. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Okay. <laughs> So, the film begins by demonstrating the rocky relationship between Jane Coleslaw, just kidding, it's Kozlaw, who is the film's narrator, kind of, they kind of don't do a lot with the narration, and her paraplegic younger brother, Marty, 
And it's all about how their relationship changes after a series of murders in their town starting in the spring of 76. Yeah, I remember you and I commenting on, like... like why is this in here? The narration was so sporadic. <laughs> it was that very sporadic. It just stuck out. It's just like, this feels like they added it after the fact. Like, it, I don't... It didn't add anything. Like, I feel like... I don't know. Just, like, the way they added it. Yeah. And the way that the character describes it, it she was talking as if her brother is dead. But he doesn't die. So, like, either he died much later in life, and now this is, like, her eulogy for him. I feel like it was. You know? Okay, I'm just trying to think back to, like, Stand and Deliver. Not Stand and Deliver. Yeah. Stand yeah. By Me. Yeah. Had narration at the beginning. Throughout. And the whole did it have throughout? Oh, yeah. Don't you remember Chopper Sick Balls and all that oh, stuff? Yes, okay, there was yes, I do. tons of narration throughout. Okay. I remember now, because I was like, it, it would make sense if it was, like, at the beginning, at the yeah. at, and, and Stand at by the me end. is like the best example of narration in yes. a movie like ever. Because it is not see, I didn't even notice and it was throughout because it just flows so not well. Even think of it like there's a few Stephen King movies that have really good narration. Like Shawshank Redemption has narration throughout as well. I fell asleep in that movie, so well, that has really nothing good, so. to do with the movie. I just was really tired, but I would well, like to I'm watch glad it. You brought it up then. It's great. It's a great movie. Uh, but yeah, this movie's narration maybe isn't its strongest suit. It's a bit, so a bit it, chunky, a bit the, choppy. The action chip, opens... Chip, chip, chop. What the fuck so, is chip? Uh, <laughs> it opens up with a railroad worker, Arnie Westrom, which is a Stephen King name if ever I've read one. That's a <laughs> very Stephen King name, Arnie Westrom. He gets decapitated by an unseen attacker. Uh, and everyone's just kind of like, ah, oh, he's a drunk. It was very bloody. That's why his head came off. And then also pregnant Stella Randolph, who was about to murder her, kill herself, is brutally murdered in her own bedroom. So that's good. That means she doesn't have to go to hell. I forgot about that part. Uh, yeah. And then, uh, Brady Kincaid is killed, who is Marty's best friend. Boy, they skipped. That doesn't happen for a while, but another guy named Brady gets murdered. Oh, that's his friend. Man, they skip over the first, like, 30 minutes of the movie. You should have done notes. Hi, I Joey. should have, yeah. Well, it's hard. Uh, anyway, like, you know, there's a bit of an intro with like, oh, look, this uh, paraplegic kid played by Corey Haim, the least convincing paraplegic of all time. There are, I kept rewinding it to show you parts where he moved his I legs know. and used he his legs to climb up things. You me with rewinding. Well, I mean, everyone was always like, oh, Corey Haim was so great. Well, he wasn't that great. I didn't <laughs> believe he was paraplyzed for a minute. I think you try to be paraplyzed in a movie. Well, maybe I will. Um, yeah, and then reefer. like it really, um, the first the first thirty minutes really builds up the tension that the sister has. Um, yeah, the we, and then they don't really Marty. pay it off. Like, and the whole time with her resentment, you're kind of like, why do you resent him so much? He well, seems no, like a nice guy. So like, it does kind of make sense. She doesn't resent him so much. She's taking it out on him, but she resents how everyone treats her yeah. in relation to him. I did say that her parents seemed like shitty parents. I know, but they just like they all, all they could see their son for was what he couldn't do. Yeah. Anyway, we'll get into that yeah. later. Let's keep going. So uh, anyway, uh, a bunch of people get murdered and Brady's father um, is like, hey man, we got to form a vigilante justice group, even though the sheriff... It, what did I say about banging your cup down in here? All I can hear is echoing. It's like, goom. <laughs> what did I say? Did I not say not to do that? <laughs> Where do I put my cup? Well, you can put it there. Just don't smack it down like you're banging a gavel in the courtroom. I'll just hold it. Judge Nicole. I'll just hold it. Holy moly. How do you not shatter more glasses <laughs> the way you bloody heavy-handed? Continue with your book report. Holy moly. Uh, anyway, the sheriff. Whom I like the sheriff in this movie. Who was the sheriff again? You would ask me that. 
It's that guy from that uh, movie that I like. Oh, sh- <laughs> it's, um, what's his face? Terry O'Quinn. Like, the only thing I liked about Lost. Oh, the right. The one episode of Lost I watched. Oh, right. You said I would recognize him from other things, but I and don't you didn't. remember. And then I looked up his whole filmography. I'm like, wow, maybe you haven't seen anything with Terry yeah. O'Quinn. But I like, but you like him. He's good. And he was good in this movie. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so basically they, everyone in town is like, we gotta kill whoever's killing these people. And only two people who are like, maybe don't kill people are the sheriff and the local priest, uh, the Reverend Lowe, played who by... is played by Everett McGill. Who is in... Twin Peaks. And... Staircase uh, Under Peaks, the Stairs. Return. Staircase Under the Stairs? Oh my god, I'm not... Do you mean people under the stairs? Yes. I've never seen people under the stairs. You haven't? No. Look, I know that I am a host of a horror podcast, but I do think that Wes Craven has probably as many bad movies as he has good movies. But it's also a Stephen King thing. No, it's not. Isn't People Under the Stairs a Stephen King short no. story? No. I don't think so. I think I thought it had something to do with Stephen I thought it was... I Are thought we, we betting? I thought we had... on the air that we're betting no, on No, no, but like, I swear we had a DVD collection of Stephen King something and... People we under have the multiple stairs. Stephen King collections. People of under Stephen the King. stairs was on it. I no. thought. No, man, it's written and directed by Wes Craven. It's got nothing to do with Stephen King. You're talking shit. Oh, for fuck's sake. I mean, but it does feature Everett McGill, who was in Twin Peaks. It was written by Stephen King. Yeah, that's Silver Bullet. You are. Oh, I didn't realize you had changed it. <laughs> changed what? The, the writer of the, the film. The, the, the page back to the other Wikipedia page. Yeah, no. It's not written by Stephen King. I didn't say it. I caught it. I caught myself. I look. No, you are correct to scold me in this. It is a. It is a character flaw, and I'm working to correct it. <laughs> Burying your face in your hands right now. Whatever you said, staircase under the stairs. I'm not an idiot. You are. Okay. Uh, staircase under the stairs. Staircase under the stairs. The staircase under the stairs leads to another world. I could I could write a whole story about this now. A staircase under the stairs leading. Where does it go? Does it go back? Does it go down further? What's under that staircase? It's a portal. Is it another staircase? It's like M. C. Escher. Is it crazy like, stairs? Is it staircases all the way down? It's crazy stairs. Until it gets to the bottom, and then it's just a turtle. And then it's Toby from Labyrinth. Is there a turtle named Toby in Labyrinth? No, the baby is in the lab. What's that got to do with turtles? Nothing to do with turtles. You're the one who brought up turtles. Yeah, because it's turtles all the way down. What do you want about? I haven't seen Labyrinth since I was a kid. The stairs of M.C. Escher yeah, are crazy in stairs. Labyrinth. Are they? Toby's there, and she's trying to get Toby. I'm sorry, Toby we, is... The baby. The baby. You're going to have to remind me of the plot of Labyrinth. What? Okay, we can talk more about Labyrinth later. No, I want to talk about it now. What is the point of Labyrinth? Why is there a baby? David Bowie. Yes. Takes the he baby. He dances magic dance. Because Sarah wishes the baby away. And Sarah is the girl. Yes. Jennifer Connelly. Yeah. She wishes the baby away. Why would you wish a baby away? Well, because she just resents the baby because... Is she, she related to, to the baby? Yeah, it's her baby brother. Oh, okay. And then... And she doesn't want a baby She wants to go out boozing and carousing? She, like, lives in these fantasy worlds and her mother-in-law, who is played by... Her mother-in-law? Not mother-in-law. Look, what is wrong with my brain? I don't know. It's late. <laughs> it's just nice I'm that it's pregnant. not me. Her mother. Yes, or okay. her stepmom. Sorry, oh, that's what step- I meant to course. say. Of course, wicked stepmother. Yeah. Um, is who's played Ch- by... Who, who's played by Mrs. Leahy. Oh, Barb Bar- Leahy, Barb, really? yeah. <laughs> well, that's cool. Um, I didn't know that. And so she <clears throat> tells Sarah that she needs to stop living in fantasy world. So is the baby Barb Leahy's baby? So it's like her half-brother, or is it like... <laughs> yeah, I think it's her half-brother. Okay. 
So she wishes the baby away. David Boy takes the baby away. To dance, magic dance. She yeah. has 13 hours to get through the labyrinth to get the baby back. Oh. See, that's not... A, it seems like it would be easy, though, because don't every path in the labyrinth leads to the center. It's not like it's a maze. Yeah, but if you only have 13 hours. Just walk faster. Mm-hmm. I guess it is like there are like interruptions and you have to keep stopping to dance magic dance. And the it's like. And what's that big fellow's name? Confusing Ludo. Ludo. Some monster. I like that guy. Okay, I think. <laughs> I should watch that movie. Speaking really of movies, uh, Silver Bullet. Uh, okay, so there's a great sequence here when everyone goes into the woods to hunt for the whatever. <gasps> and My favorite part of the scene is some, the fog. Oh, it's very foggy. So the the, the fog stops abruptly it's almost like it's a smoke machine and but it's like soup it's as thick as soup you can't see through the fog at all so even your feet you can't see so it's it's like almost like what like they're in water now one of the vigilantes has a baseball bat that says peacemaker on it Mm -hmm. and they go into the woods into the fog the barkeep is going to smack and so then he gets attacked by the werewolf but you don't really see it and then there's like what might be the greater shot in the history of cinema when the werewolf's hand pops up above the fog and it's holding the bat. And I'm like, this fucking werewolf is killing someone with a bat. That is the greatest thing I've ever seen. So you get to see his bloody bat with his wolf hand smashing down. I'm like, oh, more werewolves should have bats. <laughs> that, I was so it was, happy. It was very unique to yeah. this movie. So then we cut to a, uh, a funeral where Reverend Lowe is presiding over a mass funeral. When suddenly his congregation, including the bodies in the casket, turns into werewolves and attack him. And that is such a rad scene. It was my favorite scene. It was Well, my favorite scene is definitely the werewolf holding a baseball bat. Because I feel like I've seen a fair bit of werewolf movies. Yeah, and to be fair, the werewolf makeup in this movie isn't great. It's very goosebumps. It's okay. Yeah, it's it uh, looks cheap. I mean, this movie costs $7 million to make. You see really great transformation scenes and like... Yeah, this is no a howling. Bunch. No, this but is no to American see a mass like transformation cool. scene with a whole people and there's like Dutch angles people. everywhere. Yeah, group of people in the church. It was just it was, and they all looked different. They like looked the good. Di- different werewolves. They didn't yeah. all look the same. I don't know. And it everyone was enjoyable. Was like, oh God, let it end. Uh, so then they put curfews in place. The town of the Fourth of July is canceled, uh, and then we remember that this movie is supposed to be about. Um, Corey Haim and his sister and their alcoholic uncle. Right? This is like a big stretch where like nothing happens to them and we cut back to them. And I'm like, there's some weird pacing things in this movie, but I'm sure enjoying myself. So by the way, his, their uncle is an alcoholic. This does not play into the movie at all. It has nothing to do with anything, but it's written by Stephen King in the 80s, so there had to be an alcoholic somewhere. I'm surprised no one was a writer. Because usually someone's yeah. a writer. But uh, anyway, he's an alcoholic, but he's like the world's greatest alcoholic. He's Played like by... Gary Busey. I love yes. Gary Busey. He's great. He's like the most charming, lovable alcoholic you ever saw. I was really enamored with seeing young um, Gary Busey. Gary Busey, because I've only seen him post accident. You know what? He's the bad guy in Lethal Weapon One. I've He's, never seen Lethal Weapon are you, 1. I've, you just scolded me for not having seen People Under the I've Stairs. I've only and you seen, seen Lethal, Lethal Weapon, Weapon 3. That's the worst Lethal Weapon. <laughs> it came with our DVD player when we got our first DVD player. Are you sure that wasn't 4? Because mine came with 4. It was 2 or 3, I'm pretty sure. Was it the one with Chris Rock? Who am I supposed to remember? I don't know. Did when the, did I get my first DVD player? Like, 10? Well, I'm just thinking when we got our first DVD player, like, was when they first came out and we got four movies with yeah. it. We got Stroker Ace with Burt Reynolds. We got Contact with Jodie Foster. We got The Matrix. 
and we oh not no stroke race was later we got contact the matrix um la confidential and lethal weapon lethal weapon four so i think we got mission impossible 2 that was not your first dvd mission impossible 2 came out that you're no that that's not true there's no way <laughs> mission impossible 1 maybe okay lethal weapon 3 i think it was 4 because you would have gotten it around the same you time as me. You don't remember what I got. You wouldn't even know me at the time. You thought Stephen King wrote people under the stairs. <laughs> stairs on Jackie's under the stairs. stairs. I knew you shortly thereafter, though. I'm just saying we probably got DVD players around the same so, time. So we have to have a movie night where we watch Labyrinth and then Lethal Weapon. Can we watch Lethal Weapon 1? That's what I meant. Well, I don't need to watch Labyrinth. I thought you wanted me to watch Staircase Under the Stairs. You said that you just said you should rewatch. Well, I would Lab like to also rewatch Labyrinth, but that wasn't the one that you were scolding me about. We'll do a triple header. A triple header. Oof. I mean, you can't stay awake through one movie. <laughs> <laughs> Expect me to stay awake for three. Where are we? Uh, oh yeah, Gary Busey. Oh yeah, so Gary Busey builds his his paralyzed nephew a fucking motorized wheelchair slash motorcycle that goes really fast, and they call it the Silver Bullet because it's a werewolf movie. It was really. Cool. Oh. It was great. Yeah. Oh, kitty's here. We got a kitty. Ow, she's biting me. Oh, you horrible biatch. Mm, stop biting me, you piece of shit cat. Fuck off, Lillian. Ow, get the... Get, get her off me. You're just standing there watching. What am I supposed to do? I don't know. Help. You give me shit for putting my glass on and you're like screaming into the microphone. I was being mauled by a cat. She is very evil. She bites like... You read about... You're so cute though. You're anyway, this like... Motorcycle. It's really cool. Wheelchair. Yeah, it's like, I wish I was a paraplegic so I could live with cool. <laughs> Joey, no, this, no, I don't want her chewing on my cords. Ow! She's back at it again. It's like got these it. cool motorcycle yeah. handlebars and he's yeah. like, he goes really fast. Yeah, and also he gave his nephew some fireworks because his nephew was like, oh shit, they cancel the fireworks just because there's some psycho murderer carving up the town? He doesn't Lame. seem too sad about his best friend dying. Well, he's paraplegic. He's got a lot on his mind. Oh my god, Joey. <laughs> you know, it's hard being a kid as it is. Especially... This kitty cat is so cute. It's really distracting. Uh, but anyway, he goes to shoot fireworks off of this bridge. And then the werewolf attacks him. And he shoots the werewolf in the eye with a Roman candle. And it's pretty gnarly. So then him and his sister devise this plan to figure out who in town is the werewolf. Well, she's not convinced he's a werewolf yet, remember? He, she believes that something happened, but she doesn't... Isn't convinced he's a werewolf yet until but she, she goes around and she to look for someone with an eye fucked up. Yeah, she's like, I'm collecting cans for for so and so, and then for war to, or to go around and see everybody in town. And then after searching Turns everywhere, out. she's like, Oh, this isn't gonna work. I'll just go see the Reverend, and he's doing it in his garden, and then he pops up, and he's got an eye patch. And also at that point, he becomes like a mustache twirling villain because before that, he was like a really like likable, sweet Reverend. You're like, Oh, I like this guy, and then you like the switch gets flipped, and he's like, I'm the bad guy now. It's great. Because she finds the baseball bat yes, in his, in his shed. pile of cans. All these cans. And she's like, he hates these cans. <laughs> uh, so the way they start trying to convince their uncle, who is an alcoholic, but it doesn't matter. It's not important to the story that uh, this guy's a werewolf. And he's like, he's not a werewolf. You kids are up to no good. What does he say to him? He's like, I feel like your brain works as well as your legs. <laughs> like I don't remember that, but that's pretty funny. It was really funny, but I yeah. feel like I really liked the uncle because he was... Oh, 
I remember now how they got the uncle. Sorry, but you like the uncle. I love the uncle. Tell me why you like the uncle. You interrupted. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I apologize. I take full responsibility. I like the uncle because he's the only one who doesn't treat Marty differently. Yeah. He, like, sees every, Marty, everything that Marty is capable of doing and more. Yeah. And, and gives I just him a really liked that. Yeah, it's great. It's a really good character. But uh, I forgot that... Um, one of the ways they figure stuff out is that they're pretty sure that the Reverend is the bad guy, right? So Marty starts sending anonymous oh, letters yeah. to the Reverend he telling him out. he knows who he is cuts and out. you should kill yourself. <laughs> I was like, this kid invented Reddit. He like cuts out, um, make, doesn't, out doesn't he cut out magazine? Yeah, he like does like the cut up technique to tell this priest to kill himself. It's like, <laughs> man, this guy invented Reddit. Wait, what is he saying again? What he says, it? like, we know who you we are, who you, you should are. kill yourself. You should kill yourself. Yeah. Oh my god, it's just so dark. Yeah, and I guess that, so like, um... funny. That seems to... Oh yeah, and then so then Lo tries to run Marty off of the road, off this bridge, right. while Marty's riding his motorcycle wheelchair. I gotta get this cat out of here. She's chewing on something now. Vamp. <laughs> get out of there, cat! Joey! You're gonna get hurt on your desk. Oh, oh, dirty dog! Joey, I just told you. Oh, my noggin. I told Get you to be kitty. careful. Oh. Even the kids listen to me when I tell oh, them to I think be I'm careful. From this. Oh boy. Hang on, let me get the monitors back in my ears again here so I can hear what's happening. Oh boy. Are you happy now? No, I'm concussed. You Why would I be her, happy? You got her out. Yeah, but I was afraid she was going to eat something. Well, then, now you're happy. Right? Well, I would have been happier if I hadn't scrambled my brains. I told you. You did tell me, that's true. Oh boy. Where was we? What, what movie did we watch? <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's when the priest is trying to run Marty off the road, which is how they eventually convince their uncle that there's something to this because he sees the the dent and the paint on the, the priest's car that matches the paint on the silver bullet. Right. Yeah. So anyway, they uh, they end up like wait the the name of the mo motorcycle was the silver bullet, and that the name the of the movie is the silver bullet. Yeah, and silver bullets kill werewolves. That was the whole. Thing. I even said, because it's a werewolf movie. Did yeah, you I didn't, just get I didn't, that? Yeah, I just got that. Do you remember I used to have a truck that I called the Silver Bullet? Yeah. This big piece of shit gray Dodge. I feel like my brain isn't working lately. Well, mine was, and then I cranked my head on the bottom of that desk. While well, now we're cat. fucked. One of us has to be smart. Oh, I, don't, I hope that's not true. So, uh, they tricked um, Marty's parents into going on a trip. So that they can have the house to themselves because they figure, yeah, now the priest will attack us in our home and we'll shoot him with this silver bullet that we made by melting down a cross, a silver cross and a medallion that Marty had that was made out of silver. Right. So they get one shot. The gunsmith is like, you want a silver bullet? And doesn't question it because he's just like, oh yeah, <clears throat> werewolves. You know, no, I, I get it. That's what you want in a gunsmith. No questions asked. Knowledge of werewolves. Right. Anyway, the werewolf shows up. They shoot him in the other eye. And they beat him. The, the werewolf looks like a big bear. A big black bear. Yeah. It's yeah, very... the, that, the climactic scene, as fun as it is, that's when you actually get to see the werewolf in all his glory. And he kind of looks like shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a good looking werewolf. It was like kind of a let, not a letdown, but like it was anticlimactic. It was, but at the same time, I was like, this, this look for a werewolf pretty much suits this movie. Like, it's a cheap movie. I It's, like, an incredibly likable movie that overachieves for its budget. But, like, yeah, 
the werewolf should probably look kind of shitty in this movie. <laughs> but don't forget the best part. The werewolf in the final scene yeah. has the bat again. Remember how excited right. I was when he showed up with the yep. bat? I was like, yes, he has the bat. Um, I really enjoyed this movie for his, like, had, like, you know, the special effects of, like, the goosebumps. Yeah. Um, but it was still really gory. Very. And bloody. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. It was really fun to watch. So right after the werewolf turns back into the priest, there's Lissa sitting there going like, oh boy, what a wild thing that was. And Jane and Marty tell each other that they love each other. And then the narration kicks back in. She's like, I wasn't always able to say it, but after then I always was. And I'm like, okay, great. I also, I will say that Weird. the sister also treated Why was her, she in this movie? But like also treated her brother pretty normally. Like yeah. normal sibling rivalry happens. And, yeah. But that's what she gets shit for is because he's... He's special. He's special. Yeah, he's delicate. Yeah. He's not. No. Because he fights a and werewolf. And she's so... The two people yep. that stuck by him were the two people who didn't treat yeah. him any differently. That is a really, really good, nice read of this movie. He just made me like the movie even more, and I already really liked it. Uh, good job. Thanks. Good job, Stephen King. I want to read the short story now. It's a novella. Oh, right. I also want the... <laughs> Why did I have to correct you for that? Who gives you shit? Because you're an asshole. <laughs> Joey. Well, I also want the first edition of this book. So I demand that. Why, do you fetishize first editions? It's weird because I'm like the collector moron and I have no... I don't care about first editions at all. I just want the nicest hardcover possible. Really? Yeah. I don't care what edition it was. Gosh. Well, I love first editions. Why? What is it about them? They're special. Because even when I was in the like comic collecting a lot, people were always like, oh, gotta get the first printing. I'm like... I don't care, as long as it's in good, readable shape. Like, if you can give me a deluxe hardcover, even better. There's something about that it's been that old, like, it's been that long since it's existed, and okay. and it's, like, a part of history. It's, like, owning a part of That's history. Fair. Yeah. I like the book. I like, I really fetishize, like, the object of a book. Like, I don't necessarily care what its providence. I just care about, like, how nice it looks on the shelf and how good it feels in my hand. Right. Kind of, I feel the same way about penises, actually. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> You're an idiot. Uh, well, I, for one, even without the recreational pharmaceuticals, found this movie to be delightful. There's something about this, this era of Stephen King movies, or books. Mm -hmm. oh, you know what the something is? It's cocaine. It's movies, lots and lots of no, cocaine. No, movies based on his books. Yeah. That came out in the 80s. I, don't, I feel like yeah. I'm fucking up my words. It, you want to know? Anyway. Want a little fun piece of trivia? <sighs> I'm trying to get this, my thoughts oh, together. Oh, I thought you you said you couldn't. I was going to help you stall, but okay, go ahead. S go ahead, flounder. Let the people <laughs> at home see you like desperately thrashing like... around trying to stay afloat. I feel like our first episode back is... I throw you a life preserver and you're like, get out of here. Both of us are not on our game tonight. Are you kidding? I'm fantastic. No, you're concussed. You just no, think you're fantastic. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm very nostalgic for this era of Stephen King movies because we watched them a lot in high school. Like we, we watched was Sleepwalkers. Sleepwalkers. Sleepwalkers is great. And there was a few others, and they just have a certain feel to them that's like, just like. Almost like wholesome slice of Americana. Yeah, they have that like Norman Rockwell with yeah. blood all over them. Yeah, I just they're just really fun. Yeah, totally. Here's my fun piece of trivia: the cinematographer okay. for this movie would go on his next film would go on to shoot 
one of the greatest films ever made with first-time director Stephen King when they made a little movie called Maximum Overdrive. Have we not done Maximum Overdrive on this pod? No, but we should because it's the best movie ever made. We can't do it yet because we just did a Stephen King. It's my favorite piece of art in the history of art. It's pretty fun. Nicole... It's the part when the guy kicks open... The, a character who has never been in the movie and dies in the next scene kicks open the door in a diner and goes, What the fuck is going on? Oh, perfection. It's really funny. I'm not even being ironic. Like People like, Oh, this movie's so bad, it's good. No, fuck you. This movie's just so good, it's good. It's just great. It's better than this one. It's better than Citizen Kane. It's the greatest film ever made. Nothing will make you hit me happier. Nothing. 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 If I could marry Maximum <laughs> Overdrive, I would. I would. I would support you. Would you? I may be at my head harder than I thought. <sighs> anyway, R.I.P. Armando Nanuzzi, who died in All right. Well, we floundered our way through this episode. Speak to yourself. I was great. We are back now. We're back, and baby. Next month is Halloween spooky fun Spooktober. And it's my pick and yeah. i'm picking a versus oh man whenever it's your pick you always get to pick like four movies well it's, it's halloween it has to be special a little bit yeah okay so we're doing candy man from the original is uh, the 80s the og candy man since you didn't do any research as per usual well, I'm just very lazy. <laughs> I would have, but I'm just very lazy. <laughs> Candyman versus the new Candyman that just came out like this Oh, month. it actually came out in 92. Okay, I'll tell you what. I will I will go along with this. We will watch the two Candyman movies. You've already movies. agreed. Why are you giving me stipulations now? Because... We, we had a conversation before we started the podcast. Yeah, I know, but I'm. it's just, it's theater of the mind. Let's go along with this. Yeah. But we should also read the short story upon which... The film oh, is based. I didn't the know Forbidden by Clive Barker. Sure, let's do that. Alright, I've read I it, agree. so you have to read it. <laughs> such, you just gave me homework! Yeah, I did. I'll read it too. Don't get your knickers in a twist. Oh my god. It's really good. I haven't yes. seen the new one. So the new one I've heard is like a reboot slash sequel. Yeah. I don't it's really know. I've, I'm skeptical about this movie because now I've heard some people say it's the best. And then I've heard other people whose movie opinions I actually listen to more often <laughs> say that it wasn't maybe so good. So I've heard gonna, nothing except for that it's not very good. My brother liked it. I didn't talk to your brother. Would you like to? Yeah, call him let's up. Get the fucker on the phone. <laughs> no, let's not do that. Let's go to bed. Yes, it's sleep. almost ten o'clock. Oh my god, are you serious? <laughs> I sh- I can't go to sleep. I bang my head. I have a concussion. I can't go to sleep. So I got good. I got blown. And I I can't. Go to sleep. Bit of drama. You saw it happen. It looked bad, right? Yes, Did it the look corner. Bad? It's the corner. Was it the corner? I wondered why it hurt so bad. Idiot. Yeah, fair enough. Until next time, or ne- next... <sighs> Take two. Until next time, I am the creature, Joey G. And I'm the bride, Nicole. Y'all stay scary now. Kissy, kissy. Who wants to go with the <laughs>